0: Hey friends, over 20 years ago, I got a chance to meet Val Mays when I lived in Chicago. She's a friend and she's also an exceptionally talented musician. Today, she's the music director and conductor of a touring production of a very fun, energetic and thought-provoking musical called Six. After seeing Val performing and conducting the musical here in Grand Rapids, I had the chance to sit down with her and chat about the show and her experiences in it. I think you'll enjoy getting a glimpse into what it's like to be a touring member of a Broadway show. And by all means, if you get the chance, visit sixonbroadway.com and check out the show for yourself. Enjoy this chat with music director and conductor Val Mays. Hey, Val, it's great to talk to you today.
1: Hello, good to see you.
0: Thanks for joining the podcast. I'm happy to be able to spend a little bit of time with you.
1: You too. Well,
0: why don't you kick us off? Tell us about you and what you do.
1: Um, So I am currently the um, music director, conductor for the um, musical Six. So Six is currently on Broadway. Um, there's a Broadway production, and I'm on the first national tour, the Aragon tour. We've been going for over a year now, I'm visiting some of the some c- cities all across the country, and my role is music director. Um, so the interesting thing is I started off as the associate music director, and then a few, couple months ago, our um, music director conductor moved on, and I took over the position, and we have somebody new in the associate role. So the music director slash conductor, I always say, um, is responsible responsible for um, helping to maintain the integrity of the touring show, so of the music. So I um, I play seven out of the eight shows a week. And then the eighth show, I, I sit in the house and note and just kind of hear how things are sounding and make sure we're keeping it, you know, keeping it true to what um, the creators envisioned for us and what the Um, uh, artistic staff who helped us prep the show wanted us to do Um, so yeah so I, um, I take notes but then I play every show which is a lot of fun I'm in costume I'm on stage along with the band um, so that's a lot of fun. And um, yeah, and then I report to a music supervisor, the US music supervisor, who's Roberta Ducek. And she's responsible actually for the Broadway production for our tour for the other tour. So she kind of oversees everything. She doesn't travel with us. She kind of comes in and checks in once in a while, I check in with her. And so I sort to report to her, but I sort of am responsible for keeping help keeping the music, you know, up up to where it needs to be for the tour.
0: So. Yeah, it, it, I've gotten a chance to see you and yeah. is it is it rare for a musical director and conductor to be visible on stage? That's not you something know, very common, that- is it?
1: Yeah, there's not a ton of shows to do, but there are shows, you know, Jersey Boys, which has been out for a long time. Um, the They're on stage. Um, you know, there's a handful of shows, Come From Away, which I think is still out. Um, they're on stage. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of times, yeah, that's a great question. A lot of times you're in the pit. A lot of times I'm in the pit conducting or conducting playing. Um, so it is fun to be on stage. So in our musical, for those that haven't seen it, there's four of us on stage. So I'm on a keyboard. Um, I'm on kind of a keyboard rig and I I operate what's called the click um, which kind of um, sets off each song keeps like an internal metronome sort of in our ears hmm. um, and sets some things off a shake set off sort of a chain of events and then I have and then I um, have a computer on my other side which operates kind of it's called main stage it operates kind of the different sounds that I operate with the foot pedal so that's me on the keyboard and then we have a guitar player and then a bass player and then a drummer
0: You've got a lot going on. So you're playing your own instrument and you're basically keeping everything moving and on track for everyone else. Sure,
1: exactly. Yeah, you don't want to hit any buttons wrong. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's for sure. It's got to be an incredible privilege playing with people of this caliber. I mean, broad- Broadway show. Uh, did you ever imagine you'd be doing something like this?
1: You know, um, I. You know, it's been always been a dream of mine. You know how. You know, I don't know if you have a bucket list. I have a bucket list. You know, different things are on it. Um, and one of them was to be involved with the Broadway production, whether it was on Broadway or a tour. I'd always wanted to tour because I do love to travel. Mm-hmm. And so um, when Roberta called me about this particular. Tour, I um, and she told me kind of the cities we'd be going to. Our particular tour is going to some of the lar- um, some of the larger cities. Not all, but most of them. You know, we started in Chicago, which was fun because um, mm-hmm. I was able to be home. I'm from Chicago for um, listeners that don't know me. Um, so you know, we were there 14 weeks, and people were saying to me, "I thought you were on tour." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, I am on tour, <laughs> but we're starting here." Um, but then we went to DC. We were in Florida and some of the bigger cities. Um, We were in Boston. Uh, We were in San, we just left San Francisco. We're in Las Vegas now. So it's fun. And we get to sit down. Some of these cities, we sit down for four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, nine weeks. Um, So like we're in Vegas for seven weeks. So I get to explore the surrounding area. You know, you get to know a place a little better, which is kind of fun. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, you're almost taking up residence. I mean, I guess that's better than being in a different city every two nights. But yeah, uh, yeah, we
1: don't do that. We've done every week, you know, which it's it's a little tiring, you know. Um, mm. but um, it's, yeah, it's definitely not as bad. I haven't had to do every two, three nights. That would be that'd be a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and are you flying? Do you have a, a big six months- bus?
1: Yeah, most of the time we fly, most of the time no big no big six bus. Um and then we take lifts, you know. It's very modern. <laughs> we take, you know, lifts from lifts from the airport and so we did actually, you know, speaking of it, we did take a couple buses in Florida to get us from city to city since mm-hmm. it was closer. So
0: And what's what's a week like? What's life on the road for a, a touring Broadway production like
1: That's a good question. So we, um, we do eight shows a week. So Monday's our day off. That's our dark day. And then for instance, in most places we do a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night, and then two shows on Saturday, two shows on Sunday, usually a matinee and then an evening show. Same on Sunday. Um, You know, some cities, there won't be a Sunday night show. We'll do a Wednesday matinee instead. Um, So, yeah, so it's an eight-show week. Um, And then, um, you know, which is, you know, you have to do, there's a lot of self-care involved with that, right? You can't, at least I can't, go into the show exhausted at night. You know, I need to, you know, I definitely want to see things when I'm in town and do other things, you know, get your life stuff done, right, that you have to take care of. But um, you have to take care of yourself. And then sometimes we have rehearsals during the week. Uh, Oftentimes once a week. That's not the full band. It's usually just myself and or the associate Maybe a creative will be in town. Um, They'll be checking up on things. So we'll do like note sessions. But regularly, we have what's called alternates on the tour. Another word for that might be understudies. We call them alternates. Um, So the cast itself is six people. And then we have four people who are alternates. um, And each of them know three roles. So we basically have somebody to go on when somebody has to go out for any number of reasons. You know, they could be sick. You know, we have COVID regulations. Um, if you have COVID, you can't be in the theater, of course. So um, they'll go on for that. Somebody takes a vacation. Somebody takes a personal day. Somebody's voice is just kind of tired out, so they feel like they need a night off. So the alternates are ready to go in three roles each, and they're amazing because that's wow. an amazing thing to to be able to. They track three roles each. It's a lot. <laughs> so yeah, so we'll do that sometimes once, maybe twice a week. Usually once a week. So there might be a rehearsal maybe there'll be a note session. So um, yeah, that's
0: kind yeah, of that's, cool. that's more intensive than what I thought you were going to say. Eight shows a week, even yeah. if you do have alternates, that feels like a lot. So I would it imagine you'd be using your daytime to try to yeah. recover and focus.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And so beyond the 10, is it a consistent group that's setting things up and, and making the production happen? So does it feel like you're traveling in a big pack or it's a fairly small group that's moving from place to place?
1: You know, that's a great question. You know, every show is different. Our show in particular, I think, I don't know the exact number. I think we travel with maybe 28 to 30 people total. Mm -hmm. So we've got the, you know, the 10 actors, we've got, um, five band members, um, and then we have stage management and we've got, um, a head carpenter and we've got lighting and wardrobe and, um, uh, you know, we've got a COVID safety manager that travels with us. Um, we've got a, actually, we've got an in we've got a physical therapist who actually travels with us now, which is really great. Cause there's a lot of dance and stuff in the show. And also for the musicians, for anybody, for the crew people. So we've got some crew and then we pick up some crew in different cities. You know, some musicals, like I heard Moulin Rouge is out right now, huge cast and orchestra and they travel with a lot more than that. I like the size of our company because I feel like I know everybody. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. It's not too
0: I bet. And do you find that the crowds are significantly different in each location or is there kind of a consistent vibe with the, the six fans or the, or the brand new folks coming?
1: <laughs> yeah. There's definitely – you definitely have your six fans. You know, you've got your people who come. I mean, I have met people who have seen the show 20 times. You know, they like go around to different cities, but there definitely are six fans out there. Like sometimes you'll hear like somebody will um, laugh before the joke happens. You're like, oh, okay, (laughs) what's happening. But then we have lots of new fans too. you know, people, people that hear about the show. Um, The reception has been great around the country because what I love about touring productions is, you know, not everybody can get to New York. Mm-hmm. you know not everybody can get to new york city and spend the spend a few days there and go see something so it's nice to be able to bring broadway to them you know mm-hmm. to have and also to have these different casts out there it gives more people work you know you've got the broadway cast you got our touring cast you have the other touring cast. So, um yeah, and I think the crowds, I mean, they the crowds are great. They love the show. They give us a lot of applause and they um they it's you know, it's basically it's kind of like a pop concert. So they sort of most crowds just kind of enter into it and then they just kind of go with it for an hour and 20 minutes, you know. Yeah.
0: So there's two touring productions and there's a group mm-hmm. in New York all yes. delivering the the show uh, the, same at the same show. Party. We
1: all do the the, uh, the same show. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, I got a chance to see it for the first time not too long ago with with you on stage. I yeah. loved it. I, some people might not know what Six is about. My very simple way of describing it would be it's telling a much deeper, richer story about six women who may historically only be known as the wives of Henry VIII. But g- give us a little sense of what the show is all about.
1: Yeah, so the show is, um, it's based on, you know, The Six Wives of Henry VIII. What the, what the writers did, Toby and Lucy, and they're great, you know, they they wrote, I think they were just finishing college up when they wrote the show. They got this idea to base this, to tell the story sort of in, in a pop, cu- in, with the pop culture. So every queen is sort of based on... It could be you know you could see different pop icons and and every queen that they maybe base something on or or maybe a que- the queen has their own inspiration of who they might, um so yeah, it's basically telling the stories of King Henry the from it like it what it would have been if they were telling it from their perspective, mm-hmm. so you know there's a couple of group songs, one at the very beginning, there's a couple at the very end. I don't want to give it all away, mm-hmm. but then each queen gets their time in the spotlight to sort of tell their take on either their marriage or what happened to them or whatever. Um, And then they sing about it and then the others become um, sort of the background and what the story, it's like they're basically having a competition, basically who was the, who was the most important queen or whatever. But like I said, I don't want to give away the ending, but yeah, that's sort of what it's about. So it's kind of like a, they're having a competition with each other
0: yeah well, and I didn't know a lot about that history, but it is just interesting that you might find yourself, of course, this would be long after you've passed, only being defined by your relationship to somebody else. so the notion of the wife of someone. Um, right. I just love that the show brought brought out these personalities and did so in such a contemporary fashion. You mentioned the writers i don't I don't actually think I know when the show was created. Is it fairly recent?
1: Yeah, it was it was, you know, late in 2000. I, I don't know exactly when they were I can't remember actually when it premiered on the West End, but it premiered on Broadway. So it was first it was it was, you know, there it was in London, it was premiered on the West End. Um, it had been on a couple cruise ships. And then um, so the interesting thing about uh the Broadway premiere is there so they had previews, which is very normal um um with a Broadway with a lot of productions, but with a Broadway production, they'd been in previews, kinda, you know, they still are allowed to tweak things, you know, before press opening. And then but there's audiences. But their first Broadway opening was the night New York shut down for COVID.
0: Oh, you're kidding.
1: Oh. Yeah. So that was their first opening night. Opening night never happened. People were still on their way to the theater. It shut down. Every, as we know, we know what happened, right? Everybody went home. And then it opened in 2021. It opened the next fall. They So they put it back up again. And then it opened on Broadway. Obviously, people were, it was one of the, you know, it was many, there's definitely, there were definitely limitations around it. Not limitations. I mean, the show was the show, but you know, there's all the COVID rules and everything. Was cause yeah. It was still, it was still, you know, 2020 and 2021 was still.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that is really recent. That would explain to me why it feels like there's so much momentum and energy about this show. Cause I've heard about it from several people and I know in addition to the Queens, there's ladies in waiting. And you'd be considered yeah. one, of the, one of the ladies in waiting, right? I'm
1: one of the ladies in waiting, yeah. And the interesting thing about the ladies in waiting is some people are like, yeah. so my name is Joan in the show. They refer to me as Joan. Um, they're like, your name's not jo- my friend. You have know, people that come that may not know. I'm like, no, Joan was a real lady in waiting. So the ladies in waiting names are were real ladies in waitings of some oh. of the queens. So it's interesting, yeah.
0: Do you have a favorite, uh, a favorite song, or a favorite part of the show? I know after after this number of times producing it, maybe it's so familiar. But is there one you still enjoy the most?
1: You know, I I, I still the tunes are so catchy. I just think it's it's such a smart show. Um, uh, there's a couple that kind of come to mind. Um, you know, I love a good ballad. So Heart of Stone. Um, I love, you know, I just love, I just love ballads. So um, that's my confession. You know, I'm a big ballad lover. So I love that. But one of my favorite songs really is at the end of six, it's the title song that happens towards the end of the show. Um, because that's kind of when everybody kind of comes together. You know, like I said, without giving the whole thing away, but I love. There's a guitar solo at the opening, that acoustic guitar solo, and I love acoustic guitar so I just love the opening guitar solo. Um, And Rose, yeah, I just deliver our our guitar. All guitar players deliver it well, but Rose delivers it so beautifully on our tour. It's just really fun, and Mm -hmm. it just kind of gets the audience going. So I think those are probably a couple of my favorite. But they're, like I said, they're all catchy and they're. Yeah, well, and the show is like pure energy.
0: It's kind of nice for someone like me because I, I. I don't necessarily – I haven't spent a ton of time around musical theater, Broadway, other things. To be able to go listen to some of this um, in advance of actually seeing some of these shows is kind of nice. I know with with others maybe I've seen a show and then latched onto a few songs, but I've kind of gotten in the habit of learning a little bit of the music before I see a show if I can.
1: Yeah, I think it's smart because it does move. You know, the whole show—it's only just around eighty minutes, um, no intermission. It's—it's it's quick. There's a lot packed into a short amount of time, um, and so you know, if somebody does have a chance to listen to it, it never hurts. Like for me, when I went to see Hamilton, you know, um, much longer show, of course, but you know, there's a lot packed into that show, right? I listened to it ahead of time, but. You don't have to either. People don't have to. You can just, people can just go and enjoy it and um, they'll catch it. They'll get, they'll get the message. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, it's interesting you mentioned Hamilton because I do think musicals are really an interesting medium to help us think about anything historical. Like I, I enjoy a good history book. I know not everybody wants to pick up a big nonfiction book or whatever. And um, of course we've got movies and TV, but there's something about, this combination of music and seeing it act out in front of you that seems special. What, what are your thoughts on how uh, musicals are able to help us maybe see people or see the past differently?
1: Yeah, I, that's such a good question. You know, I think, I think musicals and any sort of art form, but let's, we'll talk on musicals right now. Right. I think have a way of like flipping things on its head, right. Just kind of flipping things around to make you see it differently. And you know what, for someone like me, um, You know, I I grew up, like, liking – I don't think I ever had, like, a great history teacher. So Mm -hmm. I don't think I paid attention as much, like, when I was in school to history. And I feel like I have – my brother, on the other hand, is, like, a history nut, kind of like you, likes to read a lot of stuff. And he, um, you know, he knew a lot of the story before coming, which was great. What what it did for me, what Six did for me is when I was prepping the show, I ended up watching – you know, a couple movies, uh, one of the Anne Boleyn movies. And, and I actually became entrenched in that era a little more, which was really great, because I was like, wow, I didn't pay attention to some of this back in the day. And now I'm learning, I'm able to learn some things about history. So I think it, if it gets people interested in our past in up at in whatever the stories past is the story that we're telling, or if um, I don't know, somebody has like a um, you know, uh, a thing about a certain time and place in history or whatever—they could see it differently too, which is interesting. Like in this case, we're able to see the six wives from their perspective. You know, well,
0: you're adding the complexity of relationships. I mean, history books—you know—unfortunately, they can seem like dates and and figures uh, and, and and just other things to remember. I mean, there are certainly some that I think really provide the richness of like people's relationships and the dynamic of the time, but there's something about seeing all of this in front of you that even if it is made more contemporary and clearly six is, um, it does, it, it it causes you to ask a lot of questions about like, what don't I know about these people? What don't I know about the era? And maybe even try to imagine being, you know, one of those women or being of that era, which is just so drastically different than our world today.
1: Yeah, totally. And I think the thing that's interesting about Six is, um, you know, for people that haven't seen it, if you look on the stage, the whole cast is either female identifying or non-binary and the band as well. Mm. So, um, it's, it's that perspective is brought into it in order to be on the stage and any one of, whether you're a lady in waiting or one of the six Queens or one of the, you know, the alternates, of course. Um, yeah, a female identifying or, or non-binary, which I think is an interesting, um, which is kind of nice. It just tells a story from a very unique perspective. Yeah, I would
0: imagine um, that if if uh, I happen to be somebody that was in the production, there would be a certain responsibility to want to represent the hist- the history or the, the actual people in, um, in as best way possible, right? Sure. So that you did justice to their life and, and maybe brought them to life in ways that other people wouldn't be able to see otherwise.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, there was a lot of talk early on in rehearsals, and I'm sure all the queens did their own research, you know, actors, they do a deep dive, right, whenever they're getting into a role. So I'm sure a lot of them did their research. But yeah, like remembering the history, remembering the history and remembering, like, what story are we telling, you know, and it is a story. It's a lot about girl, female power, or, you know, it's a lot about girl power and... um uh, like I said, you have to be—it's female, non-binary, but it's about, like I said, it's just a different perspective and just um sort of like the strength that comes from telling their story, which yeah. is really great.
0: Well, yeah. particularly given w- women's role historically, you'd have to have strength and fortitude to deal with some of
1: <laughs> some yeah. of what's occurred. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So,
0: sure. uh, I'm trying to remember. Have you done a touring Broadway? But before this, I know you've been
1: involved in lots of
0: different kinds of music and production.
1: I have, you know, my, my background's a little different. This is actually my first tour. I've toured, like done some small things at other places, but this is my first Broadway tour. So it was exciting to get the call about it. Um, I've, I've been very active in Chicago. Um, I've toured around the city, around the country, some at other regional houses, but, um, worked a lot at Lyric Opera of Chicago and Chicago, um, uh, and I'm involved, I was involved in their music theater initiative, um, did, you know, rehearsals for shows, um, ballet pianists, kind of all sorts. I, I come from a piano background first and then got into conducting, um, and then work at a lot of regional houses in, in, in the Chicagoland area. So, yeah. so it's cool.
0: Um, you know, I don't think I ever told you this story, but when I moved to Chicago in the late nineties, I didn't know anyone. And I was, a just a young guy who who was trying to appreciate being in the city. And so like the very first thing I did, I think it was like my second night, I went and bought a ticket to the opera just because it felt oh, like no, I yeah. had never experienced that. And I, it was great. I still remember it to this day. It was that I did not have good seats. I can remember that, but you it was know. one of those experiences where it was like, this is special. I'm in a big city. I'm, I'm, I have access to culture that otherwise we might not be able to go enjoy.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a it, it, lyrics definitely a special place to work. Um, I, I love doing the shows I did there. And I feel like every in at least in my career, like everything I've done is sort of a stepping stone um, to like the next thing. And the cool thing about being involved in six for me is that, you know, it is a little different. Than, I've done some pop rock, but that hasn't been all I've done. Like I said, I've done a lot of opera. I've done a lot of classic musicals. Um, but it just it just you know, every artist we try to diversify as much as we can, you know, and um, so it was exciting for me to kind of sink my teeth into like something different, you know, to get to do something different for a while. And uh, it's been fun.
0: And to step into the conductor role, although yeah. not with black tails in and a, and a, no. a, a position with your back to the crowd, but instead on the keyboard
1: we yeah and we're in costume so we've got like they're kind of um you know it's like a pant, almost like a pantsuit um pants and sort of a bodysuit and then we have sort of a cool headband and it's black with like silver you know, accents and stuff on it. It's, re- it's really fun. The, um, the costume designer just did a beautiful job with these costumes. And that's the cool thing about like a touring production in Broadway. We all wear the same costumes across the board. So if you go see it on Broadway, you're going to see the same costumes you're going to see on our tour and on the other tours. So um, it's fun. Yeah. And like the costumes are just spectacular. I mean, it all is the lighting, the set, um, all the creative stuff that happens around us. You know what I mean? Is amazing.
0: Yeah. And does this, uh, like when these touring productions happen, is this just happening in perpetuity or is there like a defined, it starts this month, it ends this month, these are the cities, and then. Oh, it's you get usually a- open
1: ended, and then they decide at some point if they're going to, you know, wrap it up and do, you know, do something else. So it just depends. Yeah. Usually, at least in our case, when you go on the tour, you're like, okay, I'm going to be out until. You know, either I have to take something else or, you know, or whatever, or you're just tired and you, you know, you need to get home and whatever. So, yeah. yeah. So it's like any other job. You're
0: joining for as long as it makes sense. And then yeah. at some point you transition out.
1: Yeah. Or they decide to, you know, at whatever point they're like, okay, we've done, we've accomplished what this is supposed to accomplish. And then they might move on and do something else, you know, open somewhere else or whatever. It just depends. Yeah.
0: If, if you were to be able to share a cup of coffee with somebody who had never seen musicals or who maybe viewed themselves as not a musical person, what might you say to encourage them to go experience it for the first time?
1: I have had this conversation. Have you? <laughs> um, yeah, I have, you know, with people that maybe don't go to a lot of musicals. And I'm like, I think six in a lot of ways is the perfect thing to go to for especially for somebody that might like like pop music at all, because it sort of can become a game and be like, oh, I see a little of that person in there. And I see a little <laughs> of that person, you know? Um, yeah, I think it's good because it's, it's it's fast moving. It's a take on history. So if somebody likes history at all, um, it's a take on history. It's based on pop culture, pop music, pop rock music. It's, there's a live band. It's like you're basically in a 80 minute pop concert there is some dialogue but it's mostly music um so and just great vocals there's dancing it's just fun and it's light i mean it's heavy at times but then it becomes lighthearted so you don't walk out you're you walk out feeling um I don't know, good about, about like the, there's so much going on right now in the world. Right. And I, and actually, as you asked, I just remembered this. Um, so when I was in Florida, I was out, I was leaving the theater or something and I ran into this woman and she was, I don't know, maybe in her eighties possibly. Um, she was, I think she was alone and she saw I was with the production. I might've had my tag on or something. And she said to me, uh, oh my gosh, she goes, this was amazing. She goes, this is just what I needed. She goes, you know, because some people might think, oh, it's just for the younger crowd or it's just for, she said, "Uh, my husband just passed away not long ago and I just needed to come and have a good time at the theater. And she just was so happy. She's crying, I'm crying. (laughs) She was just like the sweetest woman, you know? And I thought, that's what theater does. It lets people enter like kind of an alternate reality for a little while. And then they'd walk out and they're taking something away with them and they're just having fun for 80 minutes, you know? Yeah.
0: So yeah, yeah. I certainly did. And I think it's interesting that you would position, I don't think you use the term gateway, uh, the, the gateway drug, I like in the theater, but I totally get that because if anybody would enjoy just a fun concert, they would certainly recognize this experience. But the fact there's a deeper story that it is, it is a broadens your perspective is really unique. And, uh, and I, I, will personally confess that when I, um, first got married, I remember having a conversation with my wife about how many hockey games she might like to go with me and how many musicals I might like to go with her. But now having, you know, we're 20 plus years into this, yeah, I right. have seen a lot of musicals. I, Sincerely look forward to them you know i I've, I don't know that I would ever characterize myself as a musical person, but there's something about being in a crowd and experiencing that together that is it's just culturally really rich, but it can be a lot of fun too
1: yeah yeah i I agree i agree i think I think Yeah, six is a good musical for people that maybe don't go to music a lot, and then people that are musical nuts. They love it, of course, and they, they want to be there. So I think, you know, it's a big wide age group too that goes, you know. Like yesterday at the show, I saw this family sitting in the front, and there the kids were, I don't know, maybe 10, 8, 10. I couldn't, I was mm-hmm. a little bit at a distance, but, you know, it's probably not for real little kids, you know, but because there's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, you saw it, it's a substantial storyline, but I think it's, uh, I think it's, there's something for everybody in it. Yeah.
0: Sure. You've piqued my interest. To what extent do those on the stage actually notice people in the crowd? I always assumed that you probably had all these bright lights in your face. And You, you do. Were- you do. I yeah. generally
1: can only see like maybe in the very front. For, especially okay. from where i am you know i'm i'm up on i'm i'm back on the stage quite a bit so um i can't you know the queens maybe can see a little more but yeah you've got the lights and stuff i can't really see anything until like the show's over you know and like we're taking we take our bowels the queens walk off stage we're getting ready to go off stage and then i can see some of the lights and then i'm like oh my gosh oh there, <laughs> there's where that's where the people were you know <laughs>
0: yeah so you're basically just reading the energy from the crowd a- after or during the songs then. yeah
1: and you can can sort of see here and there i can't see specifics usually unless it's like right in the front for sure yeah yeah especially in the bigger houses so
0: yeah well um as i move towards a close here because i want to yeah. be respectful of your time what's next for you like how are you growing as a as a conductor and a musical director like where do you want to continue to grow as a musician and as a musical director uh moving forward
1: That's a great question. Um, You know, I've been thinking a lot about that lately, you know. I think, um, like I said, doing this um, has been fun to just delve into more of the kind of pop rock um, you know, this particular version of it, you know? Um, so continuing, maybe doing things like this, um, you know, um, in the future, um, and continue my own music directing, you know, like, like I said, this is a band show, so it's something different. I do like to do like quote unquote stick conducting, you know? So I want to get into more shows that, if there were an opportunity to be able to like pick up the baton and get out from the keyboard, right. And be able to conduct an orchestra, maybe that'll be in my future at some point, you know, I've done a little bit of it, you know, I've done some, um, some, um, conducting like that. Um, but to maybe get to do more of that. So I'm kind of open at this point, you know, to kind of what, like I said, I wouldn't have thought I was necessarily going to go on six. And then I got the opportunity and I was like, yeah, this is going to really be, Uh, A great opportunity. So yeah, just to kind of keep delving into, I do like, um, I love the classics, but I love new musicals. So who knows what'll be on my horizon in the future. I like to um, explore the new stuff being written and get involved in projects like that, which would be great. What a cool thing
0: that you just uh, jumped right in on a literal and metaphorical journey.
1: (laughs) I know, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, for those that
0: haven't gotten a chance to see it yet, I I highly recommend going and checking out Six the Musical. And if you get a chance to be on the – is it the Aragon Touring Production? So you can see Val even better.
1: They name the tours in order. So we're the Aragon Tour. The other tour that's out, they started after us. They're called the Boleyn Tour. So it's the order of the queens in the show.
0: Oh, brilliant. I thought you were going with like a hurricane nomenclature there with ABC, but no, it's named after the the queen.
1: So the first queen queen that sings her song, the first one he was married to was Aragon. Then there's Boleyn and Boleyn. So there's the Boleyn tour. So yeah, so there's lots of opportunities you can get on, you know, just look up Six the Musical and you'll see the Broadway production. But then you'll see like, if you click on the Aragon tour or the Boleyn tour, you'll see what cities people are in and when they're there. So
0: so cool, Val. Hey, thanks for spending some time with me and with our listeners. I, okay. I'm thankful for you, and it's a privilege to know you.
1: Oh, you too. This has been fun. Thank you for thank you for letting me talk to you.